fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. The end of the week has finally arrived. Welcome into the program. It is great to have you along for the ride today as we wrap up this week. And happy Good Friday to you today. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country on radio and TV. Plus, we have the live stream and podcasting as well. We are... I believe our last day into our ban on YouTube Live, so hopefully we'll have that back next week. We can find us on the other sources on Facebook, on Twitter, on Twitch, on LinkedIn, plus on the website at HoosierReason.com. Great to have you. Welcome in the Millennial General reporting for duty as we do every single day. And we got a heck of a show lined up for you. It's going to be kind of lighthearted. I mean, it's a Friday. It's a good Friday. Most people are hopefully having a vacation day and enjoying some time off for the great Easter celebration this weekend. But yet there's still some really weird news in in the world. There's always weird news in the world. So we'll get to all that and more. We're going to try and cram as much as we can in the way we do every single day here on the show. So welcome in John Tamney. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour. He is author of the latest book, When Politicians Panicked. Oh, yes. when politi- Do politicians really panic? I really think they do. We'll talk with him coming up at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about the timeline of COVID-19, how politicians have handled COVID-19, And is it really the way it should have gone throughout this last year? So we'll get into that with him at the bottom of the hour. I do have some COVID uh, updates, I guess, for you throughout the show today as well. A distraction from the mainstream media that I want to talk about that's kind of frustrating because I don't know that anybody really cares about I mean, show of hands, honestly, truly, the personal life of a politician, do you really honestly care? Outside of unless they're doing something super crooked, which they shouldn't be in office, but if they just have some vices, if they do, you know, not not necessarily the most moral or the, you know, some dumb things in their personal life, you know what? You'd slap on the wrist. Yeah, we want to judge someone based on their character. We don't want, you know, someone that really does bad things and that has a bad lifestyle because that's a bad judge of character, which means they would make bad judgment in decision making as well. But at the same time, if their policies are great and you like what they're doing politically, but they just have, you know, a rocky past life or something, then is it really that big of a deal? I want to get your thoughts on some of that, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit on the program uh, as well. So welcome in. A lot to get to today on a Friday, on a good Friday. Now, I have to admit, uh, and I guess we can get into kind of some personal stories here for just a minute. It's a good Friday. I'm really excited because it's a very energetic time of year, I guess, with this time frame. Obviously, if for those Christians that actually you know, use this as a holiday and actually celebrate this as a holiday and understand what it's actually for, it's a very important time of year. For those that don't, then you can just step aside for a minute. It's cool. Or maybe you're intrigued to actually learn and listen a little bit. Uh, I do have just a little bit of a beef, though. Not much because, I mean, obviously it's a holiday and it's a religious holiday. I have a little bit of a beef with the Catholic Church. Just a, just a little bit. Now, I'm not Catholic, and I'll be first to admit it. I'm not Catholic. I'm very, I get, I'm Christian. I'm spiritual. I'm very spiritual. I have to admit I have not gone to church in a very long time. Andy, why not? Well, it's not just because I don't want to go to church or that I work, you know, crazy hours or that I just want time out. It's not any of that. It really, and I think I've mentioned this a little bit on the program I just don't feel comfortable with certain church services that I can see the theatrics. I'm in radio. 
I do theatrics. Not that I don't believe in what I say, because I honestly 110% believe in what I talk about on the radio, but it's also a theatrical performance to entertain you so that way you stay engaged and listen to what I have to say. I do operations behind the scenes on how to put a program together, on how to put a, a presentation together. And when I go to a church, and really when I go to any type of motivational speech or motivational person, when I do any of that stuff, to me, I can't really get into the message that they're saying, whether it's religious or non-religious, just a, you know, hoorah, motivational, you know, get her done kind of message. I never really focus on the content. I'm one that always just looks behind the scenes on, wow, that was a great theatrical performance. Or, wow, they really put in some, you know, great lighting. Or, oh, wow, they really put in some really great, you know, sarcastic jokes or something to try and tie that in. Wow, they really tied those two categories in together. I can never, and it's just a me thing. I can never sit and actually just (laughs) judge based on the content of a presentation. It's always behind the scenes on how things are done. And that's just a me thing. I get it. At the same time, I know that a lot of churches today have really gone towards the feel-good sermons of just, I want to keep my my congregation, so I'm going to say what they want to hear to make it all fluffy and sound nice, so that way they continue to come back. That I have a problem with. I'm very spiritual. Uh, I I grew up in a Christian church, in a non-denominational, so it was just kind of a, a community church, and that's the way I grew up. And I sang in it, and I was part of the youth group, and I led the youth group for a long time, and I used to sing in the choir, and I used to do all of this stuff. So very, very spiritual, which means this is a very spiritual time, and I think it's really cool. And for those that are not, then that's totally cool, too. You can believe whatever the heck you want to. You can believe or not believe anything that you want, and that's totally fine and totally grand. Uh, and the reason I bring up the Catholic Church, now, again, I have some beasts. I respect the heck out of the Catholic Church, and they've done a lot for me in the sense that I've mentioned this a little bit on the radio before. But when Mrs. Voice of Reason and I first got married, when we first got together, I mean, we've been high school sweethearts for a long time. Most of you knew that already. If you didn't, then we've been high school sweethearts for, you know, since high school. (laughs) And we've been together for a very long time. I think I've dated like one other person outside of her. And that's it. When we got together and she moved in and we got married, then we had, and believe me, not believe me, I don't really care. I don't care what you believe. I don't care whether you believe me or not. We had some very interesting things happen, paranormal-wise. Like, you ever watch the movie Paranormal Activity? Weird things happen in the house, you know, shadows, weird stuff going on. Yeah, that was our life for about three to four months after she moved in and we got married. Terrifying. I I didn't sleep for three months straight. Again, believe me, don't believe me. I don't really care. I don't usually bring it up, especially on a political talk show like this, just because um, most people are like, yeah, whatever, Andy. But if you believe there's spiritual things, then obviously things are going to happen. Um, but we had a priest come in and take care of it. So I have a lot of respect for uh, the Catholic Church because they were one of the few that actually understood what was going on and was able to actually fix it. Because you go to a non-denominational, just regular Christian church, and they're like, huh? They <laughs> don't do it. The reason I bring it up is because I just uh, what frustrates me with the Catholic Church, and again, if you're Catholic, I, I'm not trying to offend in any way, shape, or form. What frustrates me is that they have a massive Vatican and they, by the way, the world's largest bank is the Vatican. They have a massive library where they have all of this stuff that's like historically relevant. Some things conspiratorial wise that could potentially change our aspect of life as we know it. And it's not public. And while I think about it, for some reason, me being the politician, the me being the, you know, historical, you know, guru, guru, uh, obsessed individual that I am. Uh, loving history, loving artifacts, loving that sort of thing, and then trying to go down my own little path of trying to figure things out. You have information 
that everybody in the world wants to know, and you keep it all secret and locked up in your little vault there at the Vatican, and I'm not very happy about it. Now, I did not realize, though, they actually have a, a, a Vatican Library website where they upload some of the documents that you can actually see. But what's the stuff that they don't upload? Again, put on the tinfoil hat for just a second. Did you know they have a time machine? Yeah. I don't know whether that's true or not. I've heard that on some somewhat occasions, but I find that fascinating. I'm sure there are other documents as well that I know that they've bought up out of the uh, world and they've kind of stored in there and they've hid them to where people can't see them. And to me, that frustrates me because especially right now in this time with Good Friday, then you want to see if there is the actual cross that Jesus you know, carried to die on. Uh, the rumor has it they actually have the legit cross in the Vatican. Why is that not public? Why is that not like a museum thing that everybody can go and see? Because that would be pretty intense for a lot of individuals. They have the actual crown, theoretically. And if that's the case, the heck, man. Come on. That's my one beef. That's the beef that I have, is the fact that like you hold things away from people, and you shouldn't do that. Because if people are extremely religious, and right now especially is the time where you can feel that, and you're kind of into that and in that zone, why would you not allow the public to have access to those types of things? To me, that frustrates me, that bothers me, and that's the one beef. It's like, why is the Catholic Church so kind of hush-hush on so many things, uh, let alone some of the politics that they go along with and the Pope is been doing over the last year or so that's really bothered a lot of individuals, including Catholics as well, that I just I just got a problem with it. I got a problem with it. Outside of that, happy Good Friday. I don't want to go too religious or spiritual on you today because today's supposed to be a great day for people to enjoy and celebrate uh, as you will. And if you don't celebrate it in that aspect, then there are Easter egg hunts all over the place over this weekend as well, and you can enjoy those too. Again, I don't really care. We like to do both because we get to have fun and have the real reason for the season at the same time. I want to shift gears a little bit, though, and I really used up the entire segment talking about that, talking about, but I want to mention this and we'll continue this on in the next segment as there's a uh, shocker, a distraction in the mainstream media with what's really going on in Washington, D.C. What's trending today? What's trending today is that right now we have, oh, I don't know, a COVID-19 bill that destroyed our economy and about to destroy our economy. We have a $3 trillion package that we're about ready to pass that's going to do some really disastrous things as well. We're trying to pass a Green New Deal. We're trying to restrict gun rights across America. We have an administration right now that has no idea what he's even talking about. The latest from Joe Biden. Let's go into the Biden basement. Hey, there we go. The religious, the religious speech from Joe Biden going into Easter weekend. And if we do, and I'm sure we can, we can proclaim the palmist with the palmist who wrote these following words. The Lord is my strength and my shield. There we go, palmists. I didn't realize that palm readers and palmists were actually in the Bible, but that's cool. I think he was referring to Psalms with the latest from Joe Biden. Let's go into the Biden basement. There it is. So that's <laughs> our new favorite segment here on The Voice of Reason. That's our leadership right now. We have some serious issues in the nation. With him, especially, too, going and getting involved with Russia and with China and all the money that he's been making, the accusations against Hunter Biden, which, by the way, are still under investigation in the state of Delaware with the FBI and with the state looking at some of the uh, illegal activities that he had done in the state of Delaware with, in his, with little children and with drugs and that sort of, yeah, not in the media in any way, shape or form. 
not in the media. We have Eric Swalwell, who openly admitted that he was sleeping with a Russian or with a Chinese spy, still on the Foreign Affairs Committee. They're trying to slowly get him off there, but he's still on the Foreign Affairs Committee and getting intel about foreign relations while he was having an affair with a spy from China. The Democrats have compromised this country in so many ways, it's not even funny. But regardless of all that, with the policy issues, with the legislation going on, with corruption from the left side of the aisle, which all this probably is going to get me banned on social media again, but I don't really care. They're not talking about that. What they are talking about is the big headline from the New York Times that was the major headline all over Drudge Report is Congressman Matt Gates from Florida on how he's been being focused now on an investigation on how he paid cash to women for relations. I'll read the story when we come back from the break because we got to take one here in just a second. But Justice Department investigation into Representative Matt Gates uh, as an indictment. Florida politician is focusing their involvement with multiple women who are recruited for online for sex and received cash payments, according to people close to the investigation and text messages and payment receipts reviewed by The New York Times. That's the headline. Now, I don't know why Matt Gates is all of a sudden the big focus on, you know, distraction of, oh, hey, look at this congressman from Florida on why he's the evil guy. But we're not paying attention to any of the other major stories and what other corruptions going on on the left side of the aisle that we've been trying to call out for a while. But yet he's the target. Why? And why now? That's all the questions. We'll talk about that when we come back here on The Voice Reason. It's a Friday. It's a good Friday. Lots to get to. Stay here on The Voice Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. John Wright, you are. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time all over the place. We appreciate you very much. This show, way more exciting than even Joe Biden trying to walk up the stairs. <laughs> like that? See what we did? See? That's a joke. <laughs> Happy Good Friday to you. So the headline today, Congressman Matt Gates out of Florida may have had a bit of a heck of a night, apparently. Investigators believe, according to the New York Times, that Joe Greensburg, a former tax collector in Seminole County, Florida, was indicted last year on a federal sex trafficking charge and other crimes. Initially met the women through websites that connect people to go on datings and exchange for guests. Uh, introduced the women to Congressman Gates, who also had relations with them. Um, one of the women who had relations with both men agreed to have uh, unidentified associates of theirs, a Florida Republican congressman, for their personal familiar with the arrangement, um, initially contacted her online and introduced her to the congressman. Uh, he denies paying the women for sex. They're also examining whether Mr. Gates had sex with a 17-year-old girl and whether she received anything of material value. They're also investigating whether the other men, according to them, uh, had relations with the 17-year-old woman. They also think that acid or LSD was uh, in some way, shape, or form involved in the incident. Now, again, not some good stuff to be accused of. And I don't know whether it's true or not. I was not there. He denies all of it completely, but they're investigating it into it. The bigger spectrum here. Why is this a headline on the New York Times? Why is this a major headline on the Drudge Report? Why is the focus on Matt Gates? We have an immigration crisis where the facilities are over seven to eight hundred percent at capacity right now, above capacity. We have a an economy that's about ready to just crumble with anywhere between six to eight trillion dollars in a deficit for the first six to eight months of a fiscal year. That's devastating. We have a Green New Deal that they're trying to ram through. We have guns that are trying to be taken away from these guys. And if you want to talk, if you want to do this type of tabloid type of newspaper s going after someone for the scandals that they were involved in with women and with drugs and with other sorts of things, you know, if that's what you're going to focus on, why in the world have you not focused on Hunter Biden over the last year, where we have literal pictures of him? Um, with numerous women with, you know, different drugs in his mouth, with him being passed out in other things that are, by the way, under current investigation in certain states because they're active. Why are we not talking about those? Why did we not talk about them for the last year? So I have two questions. Why is this a big, important thing now? Again, whether he did it or not did it, if he did it, then, you know, he should be shamed for it because that's not the appropriate response. I don't know whether he has a family or not. Then if so, he's going to have to confront his wife on those type of issues because that's his own personal life. I like his politics. I don't know him personally. And we got to remember to divide those two. Remember back in the election with Mitt Romney and all the Republicans were trying to find a way to justify why he was going to be a great candidate, which it didn't turn out that way, obviously, because he lost and he had one of the lowest turnouts for Republican voters in that election because people trade. Well, he's a really nice guy. He's a really nice guy. And you're right. He's a really nice guy. His politics are terrible and he's not the brightest you know, crayon in the box, but he's a nice guy. His family's super nice. But that doesn't mean I agree with his politics really at all. So Matt Gates, I don't know him. He could be really cool. He could be a jerk. I don't know. I like his politics. 
I like what he stands for. I like what he does in Washington, D.C. That's where we draw the line. Barack Obama didn't like his politics, didn't really like his character either, but a lot of people loved his character. Hope and change, the big you know thing that he was able to get people to win over with. He, he talked very nicely. He was suave. He was cool. He was hip. He was retro. And everybody kind of fell for that stuff. His politics were garbage, but everybody loved him. I don't know, Matt Gates. And if he did these things, then you know what? He's in a lot of trouble for that. But why is this a focus right now when we have so many super, we have the most progressive agenda being pushed in American history right now that's going through and we're focused on how many women this guy slept with and how many drugs he did. If that were the case, then why didn't we talk about Hunter Biden just a year ago? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. It is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Thanks for hanging with us today on a Friday, on a good Friday. So hopefully you're enjoying the celebration. Hopefully as well, we also sent out our newsletter today. And if you just signed up in the last day or two, I will get that to you this evening. Don't worry. I will add you to the group list uh, as it was already scheduled, ready to go out. So if you signed up over the last really day or so, don't worry, we'll get that out to you, but it was a really good one. I got some positive response back already from a few individuals. Thank you for that. We're always growing, and you can always find our newsletter totally free. We don't spam you all the time with your email. We just send a once-a-month newsletter with our blog on there talking about the latest issues, the latest with the Hoosier Media Network on what we're doing with the show and with our podcast shows and all that stuff. You can always go to HoosierReason.com. Again, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com, and you can check out all those goodies, and we appreciate you. It's growing, by the way, every month, which is really cool, so we love it. And just, again, another thank you the fact that we just blew past another record on the amount of downloads we had on our podcast last month on a month-to-month basis. We are growing by leaps and bounds and the fastest-growing radio show in America, radio and TV, by the way, with our live stream and podcasting thereafter as well. All right, so let's shift gears a little bit. We've talked enough about... The Matt Gates. I don't, again, don't know why that's a big focus on the media, but hey, why not distract instead of trying to talk about gun rights that are about to be taken away in some way, shape, or form? Because that's the appropriate response. Way to go, New York Times. You show again that you are not the best media source in any way, shape, or form. Let's get into what's trending today. What's trending today? So I'm really curious about a timeline on looking back now. We've had a year of COVID 19 and the latest, really, a timeline over the last year on how. 
this entire COVID-19 pandemic has happened. We see states starting to open up. We see some states that didn't even close down, really. But the states that are starting to open back up here in Kansas, as of yesterday, we officially no longer have a mask mandate or social distancing in place. The Democrat governor tried to put one in. Our Republican state legislature here in the state said, uh-uh, that ain't going to fly. And they have passed a new law for emergency declarations where there's an oversight committee from the legislature that can override a governor's orders. And while the mask mandate ended at the end of March, she tried to implement a new one. And they said, nope, not going to fly and ended up reversing that one and overriding it. So it's optional. And now it's up to the businesses to decide whether they want to have mask mandates and cap their capacity or whether they don't. But the opportunity that it was presented over the last year to Democrats and progressives who love control and love to implement their own little agenda, they've had that opportunity. And what that timeline actually looked like. I'm excited to talk with our next guest. He is the author of the book, When Politicians Panic, the New Coronavirus, Expert Opinion, and a Tragic Lapse of Reason. He's also the director of the Center for Economic Freedom at FreedomWorks, also an editor at Real Clear Politics. So he's all over the place. We're excited to have Mr. John Tamney on the line with us here. John, how are you, my friend? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Well, I, I'm excited to have you on. I appreciate the time very much. Looking at a timeline, it's been a rocky, very interesting, very, uh, I guess, a goldmine for for the politicians on the other side of the aisle, really, hasn't it? Uh, Yeah, you know, uh, you give them a chance to take away liberty, and they're going to do it. And it speaks to, you know, you talked about mask mandates and everything. They were never necessary. Uh, And and this isn't me. Some will say masks protect us from the virus. Some don't. But the reality is businesses were making that those choices on their own. Yeah. Uh, let's never forget that masks started to be scarce, started to sell out long before any mandates were put in place or lockdowns were put in place. This was true in the U.S. It was true in other parts of the world. And uh, businesses were going to make these decisions on their own. No, no business needs to be forced to take precautions against the possibility that a virus might be seen as spreading inside their business. And so they're doing this now. Even in Texas, they ended the mask mandate, what, a month ago? Uh, lots of businesses still required to go to a baseball game in Texas. They still require masks. We don't need to be forced. We can do it on our own. Well, and we choose to do it on our own. As you mentioned, I mean, the masks were being sold out before they put the uh, the mandates in there, which is the way it should be. If I don't want to wear a mask, then I can go to a business that accepts me for not wearing a mask. If you want to wear a mask, then you can have the choice to wear one. I saw a social media post a few days ago, and I believe it was from someone down in Texas on the other side of the aisle with a mask on there that said, you know, come and take it. We're not trying to take your mask. If you want to wear one, you're all, all the more power to you. I don't care, but don't tell me that I have to in order to function in society. Yeah, no, it's so important what you say, because frequently from the other side, they'll say, well, if you're not going to wear a mask, you're being selfish. And, and that's actually incorrect. That's, they get it backwards. Uh, if you don't like places where people aren't wearing masks, don't go to them. Yeah. But do not transfer your fears to me, because to your point, if you want to wear a mask anywhere in public, do that. Just don't foist what you want to me. Now, if a business owner says, if you want to come in my business, you have to wear one, I'm going to wear one. Right. And, and so it's really very simple. And in a broader sense, it's, I, I, it's documented fact, and I talk about it in the book. Before the lockdowns began, you know, the, all the non-science-believing states, those were the states in which people adjusted their lifestyles the most before government did anything. They, they didn't need, they once again didn't need to be forced. People stopped going out as much. They stopped going to restaurants as much. They avoided crowds. 
they, people were adjusting on their own to an unknown. Politics and politicians were superfluous. All they did is step in and break things. Well, and they didn't know what they were doing. I mean, I remember, again, the timeline with Dr. Fauci, where at the beginning he's like, no, don't wear a mask. There's no need to do so. You're going to be touching it and adjusting it, and the virus can be on your hand. You're still going to get it contacted. It can go through your eyes. The fabric on cloth masks is not tight enough. Therefore, the virus can still get through it. So it's not going to do any good. Don't wear one. Now we're to the point a year later where they're saying you need to get the vaccine and wear three masks because now you're going to be completely protected. Like, what the heck? Yeah, no, it's it's a constant contradiction, uh, as you point out. Beforehand, they said, no, 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 you don't need it for all those reasons that you described. Now um, they're 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 demanding everyone get vaccines. Oh yeah, get the vaccines, but then still wear a mask. Well, what's the point of getting the vaccine? And furthermore, if that's your point, why were we wearing the masks in the first place if if we still need them after the vaccine? I mean, none of this makes sense, other than I think Dr. Fauci, like anyone else. They want to extend their time in the limelight. Uh, once this ends, suddenly the, the, their their reign as media darlings ends, and so they're trying to extend it every way they can. Yeah, that is very true. Let's talk about the vaccine for a second because now we have this vaccine coming out here in Kansas. We're sitting at like 40% of the state popula- population getting vaccinated, and now we're seeing the lines not full. We've extended it to everyone above the age of 16 in the state now. And other states have doing the, essentially the same thing. But now we've kind of hit that peak of how many people actually wanted to get the vaccine. So now they're doing these PSAs of you need to get it. 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds, you need to get this. Now, the virus doesn't affect those kids at that rate. And I think there's like maybe 10 kids that have died nationwide from uh, that's under the age of 18 that have actually had serious complications with COVID. Why are we doing such a force of you need to get this and we're not going to allow you to be part of uh, flying in planes or be part of a baseball game or go into public transportation unless you actually get this vaccine? What's the deal here? It's inexplicable because, again, if it's so worthwhile, if it's going to keep us so healthy, why the need for force? Furthermore, if others intend to get it, what would they care if some people choose not to get it? Right. And in my case, I've historically, I'm, I'm vac- vaccinated against most things. The uh, reason I'm skeptical about this is there's just so much we don't know. Yeah. Again, the experts who've been wrong time after time, we're suddenly going to believe them on this. And it's particularly interesting with Fauci. It doesn't make him a bad person, but he's been wrong about lots of stuff throughout his career. Let's go back to the 1980s and AIDS. He wrote a paper in 1983 saying that AIDS could be easily spread between a husband and wife just being in the same room. He was wildly in- incorrect. It doesn't make him a bad guy. But th- they're now expecting us to believe, okay, well, our knowledge is, is peerless now. We know exactly everything about the virus now. So just listen to us now and get these vaccinations. Well, again, who knows? Yeah. Well, that's the point. I mean, I get it. Science adapts. And we, as we learn more things, we can adjust our stances. We can adjust our platforms. We can adjust our policies on how we do that based on the science that we understand. But what's frustrating and why so many people just don't want to believe it is because not only do they say, OK, here's our platform now or here's our guidelines now. It's this is our guidelines. You have to follow them. And if you don't, then you're a conspiracy theorist and you're a nut job and you just you you know, you don't care about other people. You're just selfish. But then when it changes, you just need to go along with it, too, and just blindly follow whatever they'd say as they adapt. And that's frustrating for a lot of people. It, it, it's frustrating. It's obnoxious. And it's incorrect. Look, you want people trying different things. You want different choices being made. Let's never forget these one size fits all solutions didn't help us. They made us worse off. You know, you wanted some people to shelter in place and never come out again. 
You wanted some people to fastidiously wash their hands. You wanted some people who couldn't wait to get out to grocery stores and eat inside restaurants as soon as they could. And you wanted some people to hit every bar and, and party they could and kiss every girl they could. You want different behavioral traits because you want to see what is consistent with virus spread, what's consistent with bad health outcomes. When you force rules on people, you essentially blind them to the answers about this virus. Again, there's so much we don't know. Yeah. And for Fauci and others to say, no, you must do it this way. No, no, that that is the path toward a lack of knowledge. That's that that's that's a, a path toward less information. That, what's anti-science is forcing a one size fits all solution. Yeah, exactly. We're talking with John Tammany, author of the book, When Politicians Panics. We got just about a minute left. So I want to kind of tease this if we can go into the next segment with this as well. But something that really bothers me that really makes me distrust just about every health official at the World Health Organization in the CDC, Dr. Fauci, and even local health officials is the fact that we haven't even, they have not said once in this entire year, have not said once, you need to wear the mask and social distance, whatever, but you can also work on ways to improve your autoimmune system by taking certain vitamins like vitamin D3 and magnesium and zinc that help boost your immune system, trying to get back in shape a little bit to lose some weight because the heavier set individuals are more susceptible to getting severe cases uh, and maybe lose some weight, maybe take some vitamins, maybe try to boost your immune system naturally. So even if you get it, then it's going to be asymptomatic or you're going to get less severe symptoms. So I want to talk about that when we come back from the break with uh, John Tamney and, and get your thoughts, because is that something for concern? Is it for many of us thinking just maybe it's a money grab of, oh, hey, just, you know, the contracts between the federal government and the big pharma with all these vaccines, with the masks and everything else. Are there ways we can do this naturally? And why aren't they allowing us to do it or at least let people know about it? So that way we can do our own thing. But, you know, self-dependence, heaven forbid we do something like that. We'll do that when we come back here, wrapping up the show today on a Good Friday here on The Voice of Reason. Stay tuned. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Well, I tell you, it's one of those situations, asking you shall receive, kind of interesting. We just talked about Congressman Matt Gates and Hunter Biden a little bit ago on why they're so focused on Matt Gates, but yet we haven't heard a word about Hunter Biden over the last year. Now, according to CBSNews.com, Hunter Biden has done his first TV interview that's set to air this weekend on CBS Sunday Morning. And he talks about his struggle with the opioids and the intervention from his family and what he's doing. So now it's going to be, well, he struggled with issues, so therefore we just need to let him. Matt Gates, he's a jerk, and he was a Trump supporter. We need to get rid of that guy. But Hunter Biden, he was struggling with some stuff, and we just need to give him some credit because he's trying to clean himself up. Now, regardless of the fact that he did a bunch of illegal stuff and was you know, talking about the big guy or the big man with Joe Biden with money and transactions from China, as Donald Trump likes to say, but interesting. So we'll see what he has to say coming up on CBS Morning News on Sunday with his very first interview. We've got a few minutes left, and I appreciate this guy and the time he's given us, John Tamney. He is the author of the book, When Politicians Panicked, The New Coronavirus, Expert Opinion, and a Tragic Lapse of Reason. John, I, I teased right before the break here about my skepticism with health officials, and look, I'm not like an anti-vaxxer in any way, shape, or form, but I do like if I can boost my own immune system and do my own things, I like to have that control over my own body and my own health and my own life. I would like to take you know, vitamin D3 and zinc and magnesium that help boost my immune system. I want to stay in shape and exercise so that way I'm healthy. So even if I get the virus, I mean, I'm 32, so I'd be pretty much asymptomatic anyways, but even if I do get it, then I don't have a whole lot of severe issues. Why in the world... Would no health official from the World Health Organization to the CDC to local and state health officials come out and say, you know what? Yes, social distance. Yes, wear the mask. Yes, get the vaccine. But, you know, you can also do that as well just to try and do a preventative measure so it's not as severe. So you could get just a cough as opposed to actually be on the ventilator. Why wouldn't they say this? Um, I don't claim to be a health expert, and the book is largely economic, but my guess is that they don't want to be seen as favoring one or the other. You know, it's politically incorrect to talk about bad lifestyle choices at any time, and so I think that's probably what they feel here. Um, I also think that they've got very specific behavioral changes that they want out of us. Uh, How awful if people do things to make themselves healthy such that they're asymptomatic and don't need the government's uh, uh, government's prodding and everything. I just think this is all about control and and uh, yeah. and no and they just they don't like the very experimentation that you're talking about that might create new information. They want us to believe that they've got all the information, and I think that's a mistake. Well, sure, and they got their nice big uh, you know contracts with Big Pharma that's getting a payday from all this as well. So uh, speaking of economically, I mean, we shut down so many small businesses, but the big box stores, I mean, those guys were the essential business. I've never heard the government come out and say, your small mom and pop shop that pays your bills and puts the dinner on the table for your family, that's non-essential. Uh, or will we ever be able to recover from this uh, moving forward? 
Well, we will recover. Americans have been through have been through disastrous political uh, situations before, and so they'll come back from this. It's just a shame. It's a tragic. It, it was unnecessary, and it never made sense. I mean, think about it. Politicians basically said, "You can buy uh, flowers from Walmart. You can buy groceries from Target. You can you can buy furniture from uh, from you know another from another big box store. But if you go to a flower shop or a furniture store." or anything like that, they'll be closed. And so just the, the random ways in which they shut businesses down on its own were, were ridiculous. They were also claiming they wanted to limit crowds. Okay, well, so then why would you limit the number of businesses that people can go into? Yeah. Why would we allow in the first place the very entity that gave us the DMV and the post office to tell businesses how to run themselves? <laughs> they're, they're a, any successful business is a miracle on its own. So why not give that business the chance to adjust to the new reality, the coronavirus, and create information, create knowledge of how to meet the needs of customers at, at, in a fraught time. Instead, of we just said, we're going to put you out of business. It is tragic what politicians did. Yeah, it's unbelievable. we got just about a minute left before we have to wrap up here, but do you think that we're going to see a lag in the unemployment as we start to come back, businesses trying to open back up, and then a lot of people that are just scared to even go back to work, are we going to see that lag in about 30 seconds? No, I think there's going to be there's look there's going a lot of businesses and a lot of investors are going to be gun shy about about reinvesting at a time when they don't know what politicians are going to do and so it's it's again it's tragic what they've done and this they've created a lot of uncertainty that we're going to have to pay for. John Tamney, find him on Facebook on the Tweety as well, author of When Politicians Panic. John, I really appreciate the time. We love having you on here. We got to do this again real soon. Definitely. Thanks for having me on, Andy. Hey, absolutely great to talk with you, and we'll do it again here. Until then. We're back at it on Monday. Podcast going up a little bit. Be your own voice of reason. We need to get all this information out and have some fun doing it as well. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. Have a great Easter weekend. Back at it on Monday. Ready to rock and roll all over again. Until then, this is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Have a great weekend. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.